Music for the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality, legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by WizWars. Visit them online at myspace.com slash WizWars or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash WizWars. It's time for the Cinema Geekly podcast, episode number two. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Dan Lewis. And I'm Nick Montez. And uh, we might even be joined by another person. Who knows? <laughs> Been trying to get Joe on for literally a week. We've tried like 17 times. Uh, he's in a different time zone than we are, literally. Oh, really? So, um, yeah, he's in, uh, I believe he's in Missouri. I want to say Missouri. Missouri and Kansas are so close together, and I think he's kind of in that in-between area, perhaps. Yeah, there's actually a city in Missouri called Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how close they are. Um, <laughs> we should, uh, first, actually, I want to say, uh, thanks to everybody listening on cinemageekly.com, either streaming from the website or listening to us on iTunes. Of course, you can also follow us along at, uh, facebook.com slash cinemageekly or twitter.com slash cinemageekly. Um, if there's any questions, comments, anything along those lines you'd like to send our way, we do have a contacts page on the Cinema Geekly website. Um, but if you don't believe in that or the uh, incredibly hard to figure out CAPTCHA that we have, which I do believe is just a simple math problem, um, <laughs> but if you are incapable of doing 6 plus 2, which some of you may be, I'm not sure, uh, but if you are, or if you're just an old school computer guy and just want to send that email straight from uh, your Outlook or your Thunderbird, um, you can I do. Love- Whoops. Oh, Dan's interrupting me already. Dan's interrupting me already. <laughs> that was somebody else's fault. Um, you can do that. At, uh, send that to info at cinemageekly.com. Um, first thing we always do on the podcast, aside from me saying um, is uh, talking about what topped the box office. And we talked about this last week, Nick, when it was you and uh, myself and Rick. We were talking about what would be topping the box office, and I believe both of us kind of agreed uh, between me and Rick that it would probably be the thing taking mm-hmm. the top spot in the box office, but not you, sir. You, sir, Mr. Nicholas Montez, had the foresight to uh, to go with Real Steel being on top, and guess what? It, in fact, was number one at the box office, again, uh Hitting about sixteen point three million, Footloose actually came in second place at fifteen point six. The Thing finished in third, eight point five. Uh, the Ides of March were in fourth, seven point one, and oh. Dolphin Tail rounded out the top five at six point two million. How did I do the last time when I said Ides of March was going to be first? Um, no, no. I, were you serious that you thought it was going to be uh, the Ides of <laughs> there, March? There was a there was a thought because I mean it has like uh, uh, George Clooney in it and. Uh, just a lot of heartthrob people in it. Oh. I can't remember the rest of the names for some stupid reason. Uh, oh, Ryan Gosling's in it too, isn't he? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I, I thought for certain that you thought it was gonna that you literally, you seriously thought it was gonna be um, real steel. Like I just said, real steel to go along with actuality. Okay, well, in my, in my heart, I wanted Ides of March. I thought Ides of March because 
I don't know. George Clooney. And Dan, just thought poli- Dan just thought political thriller. Well, you know what? Last week I thought the thing, because you know what? It's Halloween season coming up. Uh, those kinds of movies tend to do well. Um, but it bombed. Uh, not only critically, but uh, didn't do too well at the box office, neither. Um, opening today, matter-of-factly, is uh, Paranormal Activity 3, uh, The Three Musketeers, Johnny English Reborn, and a Margin Call. Uh, by the way, out of those movies, uh, only two of them fresh ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, it's Margin it's Call. Johnny English. <laughs> it's not it's oh. John, Johnny English. Um, it's Margin Call, and it's Paranormal Activity 3, believe it or not. I heard the second one was not that good. No, the second one was pretty bad. Uh, the, first the first one was awesome. I liked the first one. Except for like maybe the last second of the movie. Uh, by the way, Paranormal Activity 3 is uh, not just fresh right now, but it's certified fresh, which means it has a, a large majority of votes in its favor. 73% right now. The uh, the aggregate, for uh, this is kind of surprising, the aggregate report from Paranormal Activity 3 says, while the jolts and thrills are undeniably subject to the diminishing returns that plague most horror sequels, Paranormal Activity 3 is a surprisingly spine-tingling treat. Boy, I hate it when they use words spine, like that. Spine-tingling. <laughs> they throw in all of the uh, the puns uh, and things along those lines. Um, Nick, you uh, you guys were pretty clear that um, you and Rick both were kind of uh, distancing yourselves from Paranormal Activity 3. Yeah, I'm surprised that it's getting the reviews it's getting. Um, has this changed your mind uh, a tiny bit? Uh, you saw the first. You, did you did you see them, or have you not even viewed them? I originally passed them up. Um, this is definitely making me want to see it because I hear a lot of people saying things that, oh no, they're actually good. So I, I, I'm, I don't want to say good. <laughs> good seems like too high a praise, but um, there's a story. There's a story to them. Um, they all kind of, unlike a lot of horror movies, uh, where the, where it's not very episodic, uh, these actually kind of have a running story, uh, background to them. Although it seems to be kind of telling the story in reverse, which is kind of weird. Um, the second movie was a sequel, but it, in a lot of cases it was, it was more like a prequel to that movie. And this movie, uh, the new one is supposed to be about, um, the uh, the girls uh, when they were children. The first movie uh, was about a girl. The second movie was about her sister, and uh, the third movie is supposed to be about when they're kids. So it looks like they're they're doing the the storytelling, but it's all in uh, reverse. So uh, I, I guess based on the story, it's like I watched the first two, and I'm a completist at heart, which means you know even though uh, I enjoyed Transformers one and Transformers two was terrible, I still bought Transformers two and. Uh, even though I like Transformers Ugh. 3 slightly better than Transformers <laughs> 2, but not really all that much, I'm still going to get Transformers 3 because completist. Once I start something, it's hard for me to to just turn my back and pretend that it doesn't exist. It's like, how can I own one when the other two are sitting out there? I know they exist. Try as I might, I can't pretend that they don't. Um, oh, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> I, have a ter- I have a terrible uh, completist disease that I just I cannot help myself. Um, 
I should work with me for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I have the first three, mm-hmm. but then I didn't get the fourth one. It's almost like I only get them if they're trilogies. Now, have you seen the fourth one? Because the fourth no. one wasn't. They, it got bad reviews, but I didn't think it was nearly as bad as critics said. But um, I want to touch on real quickly only one piece of video game news I have because we just started covering video games today. Yes. Uh, and this may not even be. I don't even know how newsworthy this really is because uh, the the story uh, broke yesterday. But people may have already known about this for a while. But I'm not sure. Um, it's that if you're uh, excited and waiting for the Xbox 720 or whatever they're going to call it, uh, you may have an extended wait on your hands. Because um, everybody knows that E3, they uh, Nintendo came out with the Wii U, or they at least they they showed the demo video for it at E3. Um, which yeah, I guess looked pretty pretty cool. Yeah, like the weird controller that had like a touch screen in the middle of it. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean it looked. Well, I guess it looked pretty cool. I didn't <laughs> think it was a new console at all. I just thought it was a controller at first. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm like, are they just doing a handheld device? And they're like, oh no no no, there's just a really bland looking console. Here it is. It's a little white box. It's in the background, but don't look at that. Look at our controller. It's so pretty. Control. You can play the game. You can play the games just with the controller. You can really. You can stream it from the box to the controller. You don't even need a TV. It's like the what was the name? The Dreamcast, where the memory cards had like yes. little little controllers on it. And you could play little. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, people were crying foul. They're like, "Ah, oh, Dreamcast has finally been vindicated." <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of people were thinking, "Well, with the Wii U coming out, surely." Uh, Bill Gates himself will be appearing at E3 to uh, unveil the new Xbox 720 uh, in 2012 for a Christmas time release later that year, which is kind of how they did uh, the Xbox 360. They showed it at E3, launched it at Christmas later that year. Um, however, the uh, um, <laughs> the developers, uh, the chip manufacturers, the people who are actually going to be making the chip for the new system and, and uh, various smaller software firms who are also going to be contributing to the new system, uh, have uh, let it be known to, uh, to some news websites out there that uh, they are not expecting the Xbox 360 to appear until at least E3 2013 Jeez. for a Christmas release uh, later that year. So... Um, it could be, uh, even though uh, if you uh, know your way around the interwebs and know who to follow on like LinkedIn and things like that, um, you can see that there are clearly some Microsoft employees who are working on the next-gen console, but they, uh, at the moment, uh, doesn't look like they're going to be putting it out there until uh, 2013, so... Hey, no rush. Yeah. Right, and I, and I thought uh, PlayStation... Uh, I saw some stuff about the PlayStation 4, too, but it turns out they're just, uh, they won't be unveiling that probably until close uh, to around the same time. They're not, they're not ever going to do PS2 compatibility, are they? Um, no. um, I, I, I don't know. They, uh, they did it at the beginning, and then they stopped. It's not important anymore. You have a PS3 now. <laughs> <laughs> Go and buy the PS2 Slim. It's like, ugh. My PS2 still works after what I got it in 2001. So yeah, it's like 10 years. It still works. Right, right. It doesn't play DVDs very good, but yeah. No, no. <laughs> Neither does my other DVD player, which I've had for only like five years. So I, the PS2 is still good, but right. it'd be nice to have something to replace it after a while. No, I agree. Um, we're going to do some. Uh, 
We're going to do some TV news here in a second as well. But it looks like Joe finally made it, so we're going to add him into the show too, I guess. Awesome. Live podcasting that you hear after the fact. (laughs) Kind of live. Yeah. Pretend it's going on right now. It is more or less going on. Hey, Joe, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. Okay, well, we're we're mid-show, but that's cool. It's live to tape podcasting. Like, anything could happen in live to tape podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> anything that we allow. To go um, unfortunately, you, you missed all the fun stuff where we talked about real steel at the top of the box office still. Yeah, sorry. I, I've got a new headset and I uh, muted it. Boy, this is starting off to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, real steel. I have not seen it. Um, I don't want to see it. Ooh. My kids want to see it, which, you know, that's that's who it's aimed at. I mean, from what I understand, though, I've had a couple of friends see it, and they say that the fight scenes with the robots are like a hundred times better than Transformers. Which mm. I, I'm a huge Transformers fan. I, you know, the movies are what they are. They're giant robots. You know, I mean, right. what, what what more do you want from a Michael Bay movie? I mean, you got <laughs> yada yada yada. My my big gripe with Transformers is is that. Uh, you know, it's like extreme close-ups on each one of the the robot fights. It's very mm-hmm. seldom that that is uh, a wide shot or a medium wide shot. Uh, which you know, if you look at a movie like uh, I always thought, and I know I'm getting way off topic, but I always thought that uh, the Transformers fight scenes should have been shot like King Kong's fight scenes when he fought like the T Rex. Yeah, uh, just just a nice wide shot so you can see what's happening. I'm not saying so far, you know, like a telescopic shot, but you know, right. a, a nice frame shot that's uh, you know. They you did. can see what's happening because there, there's so much moving on those robots. Mm-hmm. But in any regards, I'm, I'm getting way off topic. Oh, no, no, uh, that was that was the, that was my thing too. Is that there was so much detail uh, paid uh, attention to the robots that there was literally they wanted to account, I think, for like every part in the car that you <laughs> right. could see it on the robot. Um, you know what? It's Transformers, man. I want my sound wave to turn into a boombox. <laughs> I can carry yes. on. And then transform into a giant robot that can step on me. It's, right. you know, I'm not looking for logic or, you know, any, it's, it's robots that turn into cars. Right. That's what I want, you know. Right. It doesn't have to be the most realistic looking car that turned into a leave, robot. Leave that to Christopher Nolan and, and Bat, the Batman <laughs> series, you know. <laughs> I, I appreciate it there. I don't with my brainless popcorn, you know, my summertime popcorn action, action flicks. I don't care about it, you know. I I just want to go and be entertained, and and that's that. Right. I'm far from a movie snob. For I know Nick and and Dan, you guys don't know me. Anthony and I have what now a, a year and a half, two years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of a movie a movie snob, but I'm not really. You know, I can appreciate aspects in movies that you know i'd say dan's the movie snob out of the three of us my younger brother <laughs> my, my my younger brother's a, c- a complete movie snob and uh you know he, he, we get into arguments back and forth about different movies but right. i'm getting way off topic about real steel apparently the fight scenes are shot in a way that you can appreciate it and they also yep. i don't know That's if you right. guys talked about this but they also used not only cgi but practical effects for the robots, which is yep. really cool, you know, and it, I, apparently it blends really well. I may go check it out with my kids. If it's not, like, if it was just me w- w- with a night off from the kids, um, I, I definitely wouldn't go. That wouldn't be my 
top of the list to see. Right. I gave I gave it a positive review. I thought it was pretty much what you said. It's a it's a good movie, pretty good family movie. The the action stuff was uh, really good. Actually, kind of really got into it. I, I was kind of surprised by that, um, especially when you really think about it. It's like what most people have said. It's like you know, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the movie, which it kind of is. In fact, there's a point where one robot literally uppercuts another one and knocks its head off, which I can only assume is an homage to that. So I would hope so. <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. Um, yeah, but I. I I like Hugh Jackman. He's cool. I don't know who else is in the movie besides robots and a kid. Um, I I really like Hugh Jackman. I think he's really talented. He's funny. Uh, He's a good action star. Uh, I haven't seen any of his Broadway stuff, but I hear he's good. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's been sitting at – how many weeks does this make it now? Two weeks? It's two weeks in a row, yeah. It beat out – last week we speculated that it might be uh, uh, The Thing because of the – you know, the way they've been, I've seen commercials for it every which way, and it's the season for the movie, but I actually ended up in third place behind Footloose. So. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Okay, I will I will admit to going to see Footloose, but okay. we'll get to that here. Oh, it's, it's gotten, no, 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 it's gotten good I reviews. Seen, I haven't seen the thing. I, I really like John Carpenter. Huge right. fan of Halloween, huge fan of They Live. I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. I don't really dig the thing. It was never really my movie, um, the original I'm referring to. Right, right. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of prequels where you know that everybody's going to die. Yeah. Because the thing <laughs> lives and goes on to the... Uh, the other to, thing to, movie, to, yeah. To the thing though, that we all know from, you know, back in the day. So, right. I, you know, that was like Titanic, Right, right. At the end, everybody dies. What do I care about <laughs> to see it? You know, what, right. I, I don't. I really don't. Did I go see it? Yes. Everybody saw the. Everybody saw Titanic. But mm-hmm. you sit there through a movie like that, and you're like, man, this is really. The suspense is not there, really. Yeah. Well, the, you, you. They did a real good job with like Leonardo DiCaprio's character and Kate Winslet. You you cared about all the characters, but right? In the back of your mind, you're like, you're like, damn. They're all gonna die. Like, yep. how can I get into this? Uh, I had the same feeling with the Star Wars movies. It was mm-hmm. sad. It's like, okay, Anakin's gonna become Darth Vader, and then he's gonna die. I don't, you know. Okay, I don't really care for all that. So, I, I Star Wars is a whole other thing for me uh, that we'll have to devote an episode maybe to some <laughs> other time because just no, like totally else, it's like it's like I want to pull my hair out with it. But anyway. right. No, I com- I completely understand. Um, yeah, so we uh, <laughs> just spent about ten minutes talking about stuff that we kind of went over. Not we didn't go over real steel, and you know, but we just co- sort of just talked box office a little bit. Um, uh, we want to I want to touch on at least a couple of things that um, you and I had discussed last week about trying to at least get into a little bit, and I want to do that too. Um, did you guys? And I know Dan doesn't believe in watching TV episodes unless they're on Netflix. Uh, but uh, either of you guys watching the, the walking dead. Cause I took Rick's challenge from last week. He said, uh, go watch the, go watch the first season and then watch the season premiere. And then let me know what you think. And it just so happens that, uh, the, uh, the night that they premiered the, uh, the second season, I think they completely marathoned the entire first season. So I just sat and watched the entire marathon and was, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty well hooked actually. Uh, following, I think it was like six, seven straight hours of Walking Dead. Uh, so, did you guys, did you guys watch it at all? I haven't been I... able to give it a real chance yet. Um, I watched the first episode on Netflix, but I was so tired at the time from work that I fell asleep, and 
it, it's the same thing that happened when I went to go see Glorious Bastards. I thought it was the worst thing ever just because I was tired. I really need to watch it. <laughs> Nick, by the way, was sleeping when his Skype activated itself, and I, call, and I called him. He was Nick is actually joining us half awake right now. So, nice. <laughs> Joe, how about you? Well, he's, a jo- he's joining us half awake. I'm joining you halfway through the show, so yes. there you go. It's a good half cast, I guess. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, as far as uh, The Walking Dead, the first season was awesome. I really mm-hmm. liked it. Uh, I'm a big fan of horror movies and uh, zombies. All you, know, right. you really can't go wrong with the horror movie. I mean, you can, but it's really hard to screw one up. Right. Um, I dug the first season. I have the premiere on my DVR. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I've been, you know, just swamped. So yeah, I'm going to get caught up on that this weekend. I've got a couple other shows I'm trying to get caught up on. Mm, um, so no spoilers. Um, but yeah, I, I was essentially Nick. You owe it to yourself to to give it a shot. I am, as we discussed last week, I am far from a horror fan, and I'm I'm probably about I'd say about as casual of a viewer of horror movies as you can get. Not a particularly huge fan, but. Um, as, as Rick had told me, uh, he's like, look, it's really a character driven story where the zombies are like icing on the cake. Um, you get zombies, you get gore and blood and guts and all that stuff, but it's really more character driven. And if you really just like character driven TV shows, then you're going to love that show. And lo and behold, uh, I in fact did. Yeah. So. You know, I, I would agree with you that it, it, it's, it's all of these things that just so happens their backdrop is zombies. I mean, yeah. and yeah, the zombies do play a big part in it uh, because that's what the whole that's what brought all these people together. Um, but it's really the character element of, of the survivors, I guess, and, uh, that, that's more intriguing to me. Yeah, it's cool to see zombies get headshotted and all that stuff, but uh, yeah. uh, it's it's a good show. Yeah, um, yeah, I look at it like uh, like Zombieland was. It was a, a buddy comedy road trip film that just so happened to take place in a world full of zombies. Right. Um, I mean, it wasn't all about the zombies. It was about the the people in it and stuff. Uh, I mean, some 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 zombie flicks. It's kind of you know heavy on the heavy on the zombie. The story is the zombies, but in this case, they're just more or less the backdrop uh, to what people are having to go through uh, dealing with zombies, and it's more about the people. So yeah, right. that's uh, that that really just uh, hooked me. Uh, straight in so i'm going to be watching each and every week from now on which kind of goes against my whole uh my whole view of episodic tv i'm I'm more of a fan of waiting until a show is completely done and then sort of watching it uh at a a quicker pace so this way i'm i'm not getting my hopes up from week to week of what i you know what i hope happens next week and then when it doesn't happen i'm like oh this is the worst show on tv um and knee-jerk reactions things like that so yeah i i know what you mean i'm actually trying to do that with dexter right now um i'm just about caught up to where i can get into the to most current season so right um you know i i understand that back in the back in the day i did it with uh the shield i watched like and I, I think there was seven episode or seven series seasons of the shield right i did seasons one through five in a week and and right as soon as I finished, the sixth season started up, and it was like murder. Trying like, oh my god, watching this every week, it's driving me nuts. So, right. um, <laughs> I, I try. I try now with the DVR. Like I'm, I let like three episodes go in. Like uh, Boardwalk Empire. I think I've got. If I haven't watched any of the se- any of this season yet, the second mm-hmm. season, I'm like dying to. But I want to get a couple of more episodes on the DVR so I can just cram them all out one day. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of you know, just I'm not doing anything around the house. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of just hoping and praying that uh, those shows eventually find their way to Netflix. I've heard nothing but uh, good things about Boardwalk Empire, and, and you're talking about uh, Eastbound and Down, and that uh, I, I not watched any of it, but after having watched uh, 
um, some trailers and stuff for it. Looked they really really cool great that stuff show on there, like HBO stuff and like some of the uh, earlier HBO stuffs on there, like well, uh, not the Larry David show, but. Larry Sanders shows. Larry Sanders shows, yeah, yeah, which is awesome because Larry Sanders shows like the funniest show. I, uh, you know, there's like three three shows that I consider really, in my personal opinion, really really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which is the Larry Sanders show. The other is Seinfeld. Um, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to do some digging for the third, but you know, okay. I, I'm sure would. Yeah, it's cool that you know Netflix has that on there. Um, I'm a big fan of HBO Go now. I've got my iPad. I don't mm-hmm. have to. You know, I don't have to really watch anymore, anymore with the DVR and all these ways of watching television. Right. You don't really need to sit down and – well, you don't. You don't have to sit down and watch TV anymore when it's on, you know. It's, it's, no. It's great. Big fan of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the crazy thing is I just got a Netflix account, let's see, about eight months ago um, – I signed up for their free trial. I had it through my PlayStation Three, and yeah. I was like, "How did I go so long without this? Like, mm-hmm. This is this is insane." And I never really, I never got the DVDs in the mail. I, like we did, but it was always like Disney crap for my kids. Yeah, um, I just used their online thing, and and uh, I, I like, how did I live without this? I, I use it all the time now. I mean, oh yeah, it's... when our PlayStation went down for the count, uh, Jenny and I have been literally crying every morning for the last few months until i get enough money saved up to grab another one because we don't have a unfortunately uh, we don't have a smart enough tv to to have a netflix app on it uh, yeah, so so right now we're just dying because we we're about like halfway through x files which i'd only watched sporadically when it came out but never watched like straight through like we were so yeah we've been sitting there every morning we used to watch it so yeah it's 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 hard to go without it's literally uh uh, Netflix withdrawals when you don't have it because there's there's so much stuff to watch in there. I know people complain a lot about the lack of uh, depth when it comes to maybe when it comes to movies. Um, Dude, and, for eight for eight bucks a right, month, they right. give you a lot of movies. I agree. And, and, and you know a what? Lot of stuff. A lot of people a lot of people complain that it's like, well, it's stuff I've never heard of. That's half the fun, man. I found I so many cool movies on Netflix that I you know I'd heard of but I never saw because I was like, ah, that looks stupid. Well, hey, for yeah. eight bucks a month, I can watch whatever I want, however many times I want. It's not going to hurt me to take a look at it, you know. Yep. Whereas before, if you rented it from like Blockbuster or whatever, you're out five bucks if it's a shitty movie. I'm right. I apologize for, for nah, swearing there, but it's all good. If it's a bad movie, if it's a bad movie, you're out five bucks. It's like going to the theater anymore. What is it like? I took my kids. Bucks, uh, theater yeah, is ridiculous. Me and Jen, it's like twenty, thirty bucks. Yeah, to, I mean, and you know, if you take your kids and you get popcorn, you're looking at like seventy-five bucks for the night, and that's not that doesn't guarantee you anything except popcorn and coke. You know, the movie could be horrible, and anymore, it's like. Dan and I vouch for this uh, this theory of yours because uh, what is it, Dan? It's uh, the Man from Earth, right? That was uh, yeah. found that on I found that on Netflix completely randomly just showed up. You might like this. Never heard of it before. Read the synopsis, watched it, fell in love with it, bought the Blu-ray. That was a a Blu-ray sale for those guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I found uh, the last one that I found on there, and I'm like a huge fan of it now. Is Black Dynamite? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> have seen this movie or anybody that's listening have seen this movie go out of your way to see the movie Black Dynamite it is everything that Grindhouse with uh, by Tarantino and Rodriguez should have been yeah. uh, 
you would think that you're watching a movie that was made in the late seventies. It I mean, looks amazing. It's yeah. That well done. And from a post production end of it, the editing and it just the, the it it's like you have to be a good editor yeah. to make a movie look that bad. Yes. <laughs> on on purpose. <laughs> I mean it's it's the it's like what I what I always tell people about Boogie Nights. There are some fantastic actors and performances in that movie and Boogie Nights and everybody's like, "Well, it's not very good acting." That's the point. They're they're not supposed to be you're supposed to forget right. these are actors, you know, and and especially when they go into the porn side of it and they show them mm-hmm. like filming a porn scene and and the acting the porn scene is like spot on to like bad porn from the seventies. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, that's, I, I respect that like immensely. That's, that's talent. I mean, that's, you know, and well, and, I mean, yeah, you're, they're trying to recreate a look and a feel of those movies and to try to do it on, on purpose like that is not easy, especially with technology and the, the way film theory is uh, these days. I, I only had the pleasure the by the way, I should mention not just the pleasure, the the immense pleasure of watching the Black Dynamite trailer. Unfortunately, that's all I've gotten to see so far. Oh, but yeah. just seeing the trailer, it looked amazing. There was this uh, shot. I, I think it was him where he was uh, looked like he was jumping out of an exploding uh, helicopter or something. Yeah, it looked so incredibly fake. And <laughs> Jenny and I just looked at each other and smiled. They're like, "Boy, that looks so bad on purpose." Yeah, and just it's great. it's. It is it's glorious, man. It is a glorious movie. I highly recommend it. Um, you'll you'll be quoting, you'll be saying lines from that movie for a while. I mean, I still do. It's it's uh, you know, Joe and I will call each other and, and be like, hey, and we'll, we'll say a line. I can't. I don't want to say I'm over the podcast because they're it's a pretty it's a pretty raw movie. But it's only funny to me because we were quoting lines from the trailer when it was over. Yeah, yeah. It so I mean, that, so. and there's uh, there's like every two minutes there's another like memorable line from that movie and it just goes on and uh it's it literally is i mean i i don't think i've ever said this but it literally is a laugh a minute with that movie and uh it's really well done highly recommend that movie to to anybody that enjoys a good movies and b funny movies um i I highly recommend that it's flew, the bomb for sure. It flew completely under the radar. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a, a parody of black exploitation films, isn't it? Something like that. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, you know, like Pamela Greer movies, and it's exactly. It's like the way I I tell people is like, have you seen Grindhouse? Yes, I saw it. It's what Grindhouse should have been. Right. Um, you know, they, they. I think the movie was made for a million and a half, two million dollars. Right. Where Grindhouse movies were made for quite a bit more than that. Right. And they. While I enjoyed the Grindhouse movies, don't get me wrong, uh, compared to they, – they both tried to do the same thing. One was successful at it and capturing that feel. The right. other one did, but not so much. Right. Um, even down to the – even down in the trailer, they did the uh, – instead of saying the actors' real names, they used you know, fake names – for their real names or something yeah, like that. Fake real names. It was a, isn't it Michael? Isn't it Michael J. White? Is is right. he the one starring in it? Instead of yeah. saying Michael J. White, it was like NFL running back, yeah. uh, something like that. It was it was brilliant. Yeah, and uh, the, the the whole movie is just so funny. I mean, there's there's parts where like the uh, boom mic drops down into frame, and <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to ruin too much, but just right, right. one more. There's like a guy gets out. The guy gets out of his car and forgets to put it in park. 
So the car jets forward a little bit and he jumps back in and, and stops it, you know, puts it into park. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not because his character forgot to do it, but it's because the actor forgot to do it. And I, I mean, it's just the little, <laughs> it's the little touches in that movie that make it so good. Um, really? Like I said, I, yeah. I can't recommend it enough. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know anybody that I've told about it or that has seen it that has said that movie was horrible. Yeah. Uh, or they <laughs> say or they, like... or they say. This movie was horrible, but man, it was good. That's usually what I get out of it. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, they captured the uh, they captured the. It's like the um, the Mel Gibson thing, or not the Mel Gibson thing, the Mel Brooks thing, because Gibson doesn't do the hat shit. But uh, the, no, the, the 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 Mel Brooks thing. But except he he does that on purpose. Like he shows the camera operator on purpose for a joke, and they did it on purpose here, but only because they're recreating stuff that happened because it was on a low budget or they couldn't do multiple takes or right. like uh, the, something the like dark that. Dark Shadows stuff. Or like Dark Shadows, the original Dark Shadows TV <laughs> show, which mom forced me to watch ad nauseum. Uh, yeah, you'd see like a camera guy literally pass in front of like while you're shooting. Yes, yeah, yes. like they do. Like they they do the they do the bit where uh, one of the characters is saying his line, and then he says like the the blocking for it. So he'll be like, "My name is Jimmy Ray." Actor looks at camera, and he and, and he literally says the the direction for right, right. that was in the script. So it, and it, it's God, it's so funny. I'm gonna have to go watch it again tonight. It's it's really funny. I hope so they funny. I hope they have some shots where you can see like the actors' marks on the floor or something like that. Where they, <laughs> see the X where they're supposed to stand or something like. That. I I don't know that it's that detailed, but it's pretty. They should. They're gonna be <laughs> looking for it now. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a lot, man. It's it's. It's I, I Anthony, you gotta see it, man. When you see it, we'll we'll talk more about it. And we're maybe do a whole episode. a lot of time to it, but <laughs> the black <Jedi> episode. <laughs> maybe maybe we can. I I follow uh, Michael J. White on Twitter. Maybe I can send him a message and be like, "Hey, we're all big fans. Come on the show." Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, You're like, dude, get out of here. But I know they wanted they, to. La- last thing about that, they are sure. making, or they have made a Black Dynamite cartoon that comes on, no. uh, I think, Cartoon Network. Or no, like, uh, really? Like, yeah, like Adult Swim. It's getting ready to premiere. Apparently, it's awesome. Uh, I haven't Aww. seen it. So. They have a Black Dynamite like comic book online that you can read, and and there's a lot of fun stuff they do with it. So that would uh, fit so well with Adult Swim. Yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look it up. I'll have to look it up and see uh, for the next podcast. I'll let you guys know where, when, and where it's all gonna be on. So speaking of, oh, uh, this says August eighth. Oh, Dan, Dan's already looking. Well, at I think, I think August. <laughs> wow, maybe well, I'm that's, missing. That's when the pilot episode premiered. Oh, they said it's going to be part of Cartoon Network's late night programming block, Adult Swim, in uh, twenty twelve. So I guess nice. it's next year. So we haven't we haven't missed it yet. Then that's good. Um, that's uh, because there's something Joe did want to talk about, but I want to segue it with this because we we do this anyway uh, on the weekly, uh, which is talking about the upcoming Blu-ray because you know, fuck DVD uh, releases. Uh, I only say that because I'm just not buying a DVD again. I think I'm going to say that every week we do the podcast. That I'm Don't gonna, hate on DVDs. Letting it, it be known. Um, Some I'm, of us can't afford Blu-ray. And I'm going I'm <laughs> to remain militant until Jim Cameron puts the abyss out on Blu-ray. So until that happens, I will remain militant about uh, not buying a DVD. Um, but these are releases for the 25th of October, so obviously a couple days from now. Um, these are all Blu-ray releases. Uh, Attack the Block, which is, uh, for those of you who watch uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movies, this would be one of those uh, sans Simon Pegg. It's just Nick Frost. Uh, I think it's Aliens, I do believe, landing in a in a 
part of the United Kingdom, and uh, essentially these little kids fight off the aliens, is what I'm told. I, I have it. I haven't watched it yet, so uh, I, I don't want to pretend like I know more than I'm leading on here. So I'm just going to move on. I have on. heard nothing but good things about same, it. Same. Um, we also have Captain America, the first Avenger. That's a Blu-ray DVD combo pack, and also the uh, triple pack, if you're one of those uh, 3D people. Uh, which, which, I, which I'm not. Uh, the Conversation, 1974 flick from Lionsgate. Ooh, uh, that's uh, Francis Ford Coppola and mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. Uh, the Father of the Father of Invention uh, is coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, the House by the Cemetery sounds like a, a cheesy horror flick. Um, it's just a drama film. <laughs> uh, season <laughs> Season five of Robot Chicken um, is coming out. Tom and Jerry: The Golden Collection, Volume Ooh. One. Uh, the uh, 2000 <laughs> Nick's very excited. The 2000 like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> 2011 uh, Winnie the Pooh flick. My one year old will be very excited. Uh, wrong turn four. Bloody beginnings. I didn't one. even know there was a wrong turn two or three. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Wrong turn twenty three. Oh no. Could it be any wronger? Uh, Nineteen the 1979 horror flick Zombie is coming out on Blu-ray and. Uh, the the subject that Joe discussed uh, with me to discuss on here, uh, Jurassic Park, the Ultimate Trilogy, and a limited edition gift set are all coming out on Blu-ray in uh, four days. And uh, I could tell by a couple of your posts that you're pretty excited about it. Are you excited? Are you excited for Jurassic Park 1994 or or the whole series? Or you know, I'm of course I'm excited about Jurassic Park. I'm I'm like so excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Um. I enjoyed the other – they made three of them, right? Yep. And they're talking about the fourth one going into production next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I enjoyed the second and third ones. Um, you I know, they're, they're good sequels. I, I have nothing really bad to say about them. Right. Um, but the first one, man, that, that thing – that movie's amazing. I mean, like, yeah. I remember seeing that for the first time and just when the dinosaurs appeared on screen, it was like – Holy crap, man! Yeah. Look, that that is so cool, and I, it's one of the when, the visuals like, still hold up today. With, I mean, they still look out. And I've I saw screen caps, uh, HD screen caps of mm. uh, the Blu-ray release, yep. and the detail in it is amazing. Yeah, I'm um, excited for that. I, I'm more so excited about the sound um, because the only one that uh, I saw at a good theater with good sound was the third one. Right. Um, the other two I saw at like dollar houses mm-hmm. after, after the fact, you know, and it was, you know, Dan and I will probably battle to the death point that, uh, that Jurassic park two was better than three. Uh, Dan, Dan has this ridiculous stance that three is somehow better than two. And <laughs> which I, one, which one's the one where the T-Rex gets loose in San Diego? That would be two. two. Okay. I like two better than three. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dan, you're on the losing side of this argument. Oh, again. <laughs> I like two better than three. Although three with that Spinosaurus, man, that thing's awesome. So. I know the, the Spinosaurus was great. Raptors. I, uh, I, when Dan, when Dan starts uh, tooting the horn of Jurassic Park 3, I just remind him of the scene uh, where they all come together in that great moment where uh, the kid finds his dad and they're hugging kind of like in between the electrified fence and then they hear his cell phone ring and they turn and there's a Spinosaurus which is eating his cell phone and you can yeah. hear his cell phone ringing in his gut. That's <laughs> and a really I'm just, good scene. And they all kind of just stare at each other. It's 
so ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's it's fine for its ridiculousness as long as you don't take it like seriously or something like that's the stupidest it's, thing I've ever seen. Because really they're looking at a dinosaur. So I mean, um, I'm just saying that particular scene for me alone makes the second movie a little bit better just because I liked <laughs> I liked the T-Rex kind of rampaging through the streets and stuff. I thought that was cool. Yeah, definitely. I just thought that part went on too long. Like Dan is like, that was too that was too long. See snob. Was, Snobby. Yeah, I am a snob. No, I'm not. Dan's but, like, if it isn't criterion or in black and white yeah, or subtitles. <laughs> Although uh, Armageddon was a criterion movie. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. Everybody's allowed to make their mistakes, man. Giant <laughs> giant space rock Bruce Willis movies. Although I did like The Rock. The Rock was awesome. And hey, if we're just gonna bring up Armageddon, I'm just gonna say like Deep Impact more than uh, Armageddon, so yeah, I did too. I, I would agree with you there. Um, anyway, back back to Jurassic Park. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, my dad and youngest brother, I'm not kidding you, saw that movie nine times in the theater. <laughs> they were, it's just like every, it was like every Friday and Saturday they'd, they'd go and they'd call me. At this point, I think I had just graduated high school, and they'd call me and be like, "Hey, you want to go see Jurassic Park with us? We're going to go today." And this was like the first time they went and saw it. I'm like, "No, I'm whatever I'm doing. I'm I don't want to hang out with my dad and my little brother. I'm too cool for that." And then like the next weekend, "Hey, we're going to see Jurassic Park. Didn't you see that last weekend? Yeah, we're going again." And it was like literally, a, I'm not kidding you, nine times. Nine times they saw that movie, and I was just like... They wore you down eventually. You're just like, I have to see it if they're this yeah, success. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if it's this good, I'll go, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the Blu-ray treatment. If it's, um, you know, he's really picky. I, I see he... Uh, Spielberg's really picky about how his Blu-ray transfers are handled, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. He's a lot like Francis Ford Coppola in that aspect. Yeah. Um, the same treatment that the Godfather got is the same treatment that uh, that that uh, Jurassic Park has received. Yeah. It's the same one that a- the aliens the aliens see have all received. Right. Um, so, and that's that's the good thing. Um, Not everything gets that same kind of treatment, but yeah, they just process it and shoot it out into into you know blu-ray um and and there's a whole a lot of people don't understand like how is a movie that wasn't shot in high def all of a sudden able to be in blu-ray well what what people don't know is that 35 millimeter film or 70 millimeter film has a a natively higher resolution than even hd does now yes Uh, i want to say it's like two to one two and a half to one it's big yeah yeah i mean so basically uh they even they t- what they what they do is they take the film in the Godfather's case, Jurassic Park's case. They go by each individual frame. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, most movies are shot in. Uh, God, it's not. TV is twenty nine point. Uh, you're thinking twenty four frames, frames per, per second. second. It's like twenty three point nine seven six. Yeah, yeah. So you got to you got to imagine every second twenty three frames of film is passed through. Yep. So you got to understand that that that's a lot for a two hour movie. That's a lot of film. Yep. So what they do is they scan all that in. They go frame by frame. They clean up the the actual you know any dust or scratches. Um, they adjust. They, they do color treatments for it, and then it's down resed even further. So say. Full 1080p is 1920 by 1080. 1080, yeah. Uh, I think it's 3K that that uh, film is at. So they mm-hmm. have to even take the film and downgrade it to HD. So yep. here in probably 10 years, they're going to have Super HD, which will probably be yes. – you're, you're going to start seeing your plasma TVs just as they're coming down in price now to where they're right. affordable for everybody. Here in a few years, they're going to have to do it where um, – 
you know, it's native resolution and native aspect ratio. Right, you're going to need bigger screens to take advantage uh, of the quality. Yeah, I mean, well, why not? With the technology, why not? I mean, right. I'm I'm all for it. You know, I'll keep. I went from VHS to DVD. Now I'm going from DVD to Blu-ray, and right. I, I'm hoping there comes a time, and it looks like there will be uh, soon, uh, that we will just be able to stream our catalogs. You know, buy them right. like an like an iTunes, right. where you can store all your movies on a hard drive, right, uh, and and display them with full sound, uncompressed sound, uncompressed picture, all on, you know, wherever right. you want. Um, and that's that's where we're heading. I mean, know. and there's a, a lot of people are doing, and it's, yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize how much work really goes into uh, to, to fully restoring uh, a movie or even a TV series to, uh, I mean, obviously they're still going to be downgrading the original picture quality, but largely upgrading it from what's been released before. Exactly. Well, it's the closest thing you can get to the original right now right. With, with HD, and that's what they did with DVD. That's what they, and, and not everybody does that. It's kind of like 3D. Right. Uh, I'm not a big fan of 3D. Uh, I think it's a gimmick to get your money. Right. Unless a movie was shot in 3D. There's a difference between shot in 3D and a movie being 3D. Right. Um, Avatar was shot in 3D. Your Transformers I could, 3. I, could, I, can take my, I, I can take my iPhone, film my son swinging on a swing, bring it into my editing bay, and apply the same filter that most movies are getting uh, to make it 3D, right. and it would be the exact same thing. Now, yeah. again... Avatar was filmed in 3D. That's why it looks so cool. Um, what was it? A Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. That was all done in 3D. These cartoons that are like uh, How to Train Your Dragon, those are all done for 3D, so those matter. But um, the, the other one that they do it with, uh, IMAX. Right. Um, the Dark Knight was filmed. Uh, there was several scenes filmed in IMAX with an IMAX camera. I heard Dark Knight Rises, they did all of it in IMAX, yeah, or at least you wanted to. I, I'm... I'm pretty sure I heard that. I, I, I know I heard something along those lines. And I'm I know sure I heard he was filming. And right. if you saw uh, I'm at the, the, like at an actual IMAX theater, you mm-hmm. saw The Dark Knight, the scenes, there's a, there's a wide shot at the beginning of Chicago yep. that is just amazing. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, too, is you see like, oh, come see this movie in IMAX. Well, nine times out of ten, the IMAX name is franchised. And yeah. all they do is make their screen bigger and their 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 sound louder. Yeah. It's, not tr- it's not true IMAX. I mean, that movie has to be... A real IMAX screen, you will know the difference. It is oh, yeah. huge. I, there's huge, only, huge. I think there's one or two in, in my area. I'm in Kansas City. Um, there's, there's only one in Michigan, as far as I'm aware of. So. There's one at our zoo, which is the big dome IMAX that everybody has seen. Mm-hmm. And then there's one theater that's an actual IMAX theater. Uh, and then the rest of them around town are just, you know... Right. The you know you got like I I would rather go see a movie at the quote unquote fake IMAX right than I would at just the regular screen because it is louder it is bigger it is brighter and it's fun to see movies like that but um it it's it's got to be a movie that I really want to see right you know, like I saw Watchmen that way and um, mm-hmm. you know I didn't like the movie but it was still cool to see it that way because that's a big bright shiny movie you know so right. um. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tread back on some of the topics you talked about real quick um, about the 3D thing because I Dan and I both saw uh, Nick. Did you see Avatar? 
Yes, I did. Did you see it in the 3D, sir? The 3D IMAX, yes. Oh, you saw it in 3D IMAX. I was not Ooh. fortunate enough to watch it in IMAX. The closest IMAX to us is too far away. Uh, but uh, <laughs> where Dan, is the nearest IMAX? Oh, uh, it's uh, maybe Detroit, Grand. Probably. No, I think it's like in Grand Rapids or Ann Arbor. Um, Dude, I I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see Avatar until it came out on Blu-ray, and I right. kick myself every day for it because when I, I put it in, and I'm like, "This movie is, this is awesome." Right. And we I'm hoping, I'm hoping they re-release it, and I'm sure they will at the theaters. Um, yeah. You know, yearly or whatever. They're re-releasing Titanic with the, in 3D. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> there's, an, there, there's one. There's one. I'm telling everybody that's listening. See Jack drown in 3D. You're better <laughs> off. Saving your money and going to see something else because it's not real 3D. Now, the the 3D in Avatar that we saw was, it was definitely better than any 3D I'd seen in anything else. But still, at the end of the day, though, I was like, eh, I mean, when I watched it on Blu-ray and it still looked really amazing, I was like, I could have watched it without 3D and it still would have been awesome. I, I guess for me, 3D will never be great until we've reached Star Trek The Next Generation holodeck levels where we're in the movie, oh, yeah, yeah. like a character in the movie or something, uh, until I can, like, touch Jake Sully's blue cat head or something, you know? Um, and, until then, I just, you know, I, I guess it was was cool in that it did some innovative stuff, and it wasn't like, um, you know, it wasn't like, oh, somebody's throwing a pie at your face. It wasn't anything like that. There'd be, like, you know, bugs that would fly by your face. Just background stuff that... Yeah, it wasn't uh, used... Uh, from what I understand, it wasn't agreeably used at all. It wasn't used as a gimmick. It was, you know, it, they really used the movie. It was used as a, an accompaniment accompaniment to the movie. Right. You know, like and in that uh, way, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like a movie like Final Destination in 3D, that's all that movie has going for it. Is yeah, yeah come see a screwdriver pop out at your face and bones and blood. You know, right. okay, I can I can get that. Whatever. But uh, Harold and Kumar are doing a 3D movie where they're doing that on purpose. Essentially, they're like, yeah, I saw the, watch the masters of 3D, and they're just probably, doing a whole. I'll bunch probably of stuff. go see. I'll probably see Harold and Kumar. Once it comes out on DVD uh, or Blu-ray, I'm not gonna oh. waste the money. Oh, and I should mention you mentioned the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight IMAX stuff, and on the Blu-ray they also show the the IMAX scenes in in full screen. The rest of the movie is uh, 16 by nine. Right. Um, I, this may just be me. I don't know because uh, I, I don't have the greatest TV in the world. But when they did the IMAX scenes, maybe it's just because it was full. Maybe just because it was full frame. But the IMAX scenes looked better. Than the than the the scenes not shot in IMAX, and I could tell the difference on my Blu-ray that they looked better. Well, yeah, I can't remember the tech specs on an IMAX camera, but the film stock is huge. I've yeah, if it's if, if a regular camera is thirty-five millimeter, it's like you know three times that. It's big. so you know you're getting way more resolution. Um, you know, if if thirty-five millimeter film is three K. Uh, and resolution IMAX is like 12K or something crazy like that. Uh, and Christopher Nolan said that's all he wants to shoot movies in anymore is IMAX. You know, and I'm, I'm hey, more, more power to you. They're talking about <laughs> IMAX. They're talking about higher frame rates as well. I know Peter Jackson said they're going to be doing uh, the Hobbit films. He's going. They're going to be shooting those at uh, uh, what did they say? It was 48 frames per second, something like that. Much higher frame rate. Yeah, yeah, shooting. which will be interesting to see how that goes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You said the Blu-ray for Captain America is coming out. I mm-hmm. didn't see Captain America at the theater, so I've got to get the Blu-ray. Everybody said it was great. I'm a big fan of all the Marvel movies that have been put out. Um, ex- oh yeah, what did you what did you think of the Avengers trailer? Everybody else got to comment on it last week. Uh, dude, I I uh, 
was blown away by it. Um, it was for me the best part of the trailer were like the last ten seconds with with the Hulk in it. I mean, I'm a huge Hulk fan. That's oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really like uh, they all have, time. They always have a really cool way of having Robert Downey Jr. express his feelings to comic book characters. He, he doesn't. Uh, what did he just called him like an enormous green rage monster or something like that? I yeah, just, something. It was it was a funny line, and then you know the they show him like turning into Hulk. I thought that was really cool. Um, I, I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm more excited for it than I am for the Dark darkest. Night. What is it? The darkest night. What are they calling this? Third the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. They gotta. Yeah, no one's gotta get on his uh, get on his horse here and put out another trailer because right now I'm I'm with you on that one. The the teaser for uh, the teaser for the Avengers showed. Uh, Infinitely more than the teaser for The Dark Knight did. Grant, well, Dark it's Knight, not even no. that. It's like everything that I'm reading about The Dark Knight, it's like too much. Like that was the cool thing about the first two is you – they really kept that under wraps. And I mean, yeah, there was videos uh, everywhere about everything. You could see Batman and Bane fight for 10 minutes. You could – Yeah, uh, and, and what I'm seeing, I'm not really that impressed with. Right. I'm hoping I'm like, that's a ploy. Eh. I'm hoping it's a ploy that he's just like everyone gets everyone's guards. But I, I can't imagine that would be a good ploy. Like, why would you want to get everyone's hopes? Down? Oh, every, everybody's going to go see it. I'm going to go see it. I, I mean, no matter what I think of it, you know, I'm going to go see it. It, it. I so far he's done two and they've gotten better, which is which is the rarity in movies is for the sequel to be better than the first. And um, this is this is one of those occasions where. Uh, the Dark Knight was really, really, really good, right. um, and then Batman Begins was really good. Now on, uh, uh, on the uh, on the Blu-ray treatment stuff, how now? How long do you is like a like a general like what's the turnaround time for for kind of restoring something to a to I, that level? It's been a while since I've read it, and I'd, well, I'm gonna try to look it up. But uh, the Godfather trilogy took like four years. Right, it takes some time um, to they, do it right. I mean, uh, right. I'm I'm only I'm only mentioning with, this. The, the, that's the cool thing about that's the cool thing about movies now, though, that they're being shot in HD. Is it's already in HD. All they got to do is just dump it, you know, and 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 give it a few things, and that's no, about they, it. But. They usually go back to the original masters, don't they, to restore right. those? Now, right. here's the here's the thing. Dan and I and Jason on the Sphercast podcast that we do, we talked about this, but we didn't have a chance to. Uh, to talk about it on this podcast because the the news kind of came out before we started doing the podcast. But um, I'm excited. Uh, Dan is not excited because he doesn't have Blu-ray, and Nick could care less either. And I know you're not a a big Star Trek guy, but I know that the the news of what they were doing was interesting. That they're going to be releasing, they're going to start releasing the next generation in high def next year, which is something most fans were kind of just at this point resolved to thinking would not happen. Just because uh, the masters, when they did the uh, the original TV show, all of the masters are on videotape, which can only be, you know, uh, cleaned up and made to look. You can nice. only do so much with that. And the uh, visual effects, also the way they were done, kind of the same way. Um, so most fans were just like, eh, they're probably not going to do it. But if they do, they might do what they did to the original series, which was redo the special effects, which wasn't so hard for the original series because there's not that many. Next Generation's a different story, and there's boatloads of visual effects that they'd have to do. Well, when they announced that they're going to be uh, putting these uh, the seasons out one at a time starting next year, what they said that they had ended up having to do is go back and take the 25,000 plus whatever reels it was of the shows of the original film. Right. And they're going through each, every uh, each and every episode and recutting every episode as it aired on TV from the original film 
wow. and they're going to be also recompositioning all of the visual effects as well to make it high def. So I can't imagine the amount of, I mean, that's an awful lot of work. I know it's well, a and that's that's why they're doing one a year and not right, not releasing them all in a big box set. I mean, I know it's, um, I, know it's, I don't know how. I can't, I can't even wrap my mind around that kind of work. You know, that's that's, that's a lot of work. Um, I I can say though, you you said something about fans of this of the show uh never thinking it was going to see blu-ray right. i can tell you i can tell you this from my time spent working for studios um out in hollywood they, can make they will they will release anything if it's going to make them a dollar yeah <laughs> they will release my daughter's flip book of a bird flying out of a cage if they, they think it's going to make them a dollar they don't they care yeah. And, and and even nine times out of ten, it doesn't have to make them a dollar. You know? Well, yeah, sometimes um, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah, they don't, like, the movies that come out, it's like, why do they keep putting out these bad movies at the theaters? Because right. they make money. They may not make it at the box office, but they're going to make it in rentals, they're going to make yeah, it yeah. in pay-per-view, and they're going to make it on DVDs. And yeah. a money loser at the theater doesn't always translate to a money loser, right. period, well, at the end of the a, day. That's Kevin Smith's film mantra right there. Yeah, he makes all of his money on the DVD sales. It's never at the, it's never at the theaters, which is probably why he went the route he did with uh, his latest film. Because I think he figured it just wasn't gonna, nobody was gonna see it except the people that always watch his movies, and it wasn't gonna. Well, I always watch his movies, and I didn't see that one. I just don't have any interest in it. It's on the Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. I, I watched it. I, I I didn't hate it. I liked it. I I liked it more than a couple of his other films. No, nowhere near close to his. His uh, the cult classics and stuff like that. that Wait, uh, one of my Red oldest on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It just hit Netflix. Instant. One of my oldest on- friends is a uh, huge Kevin. Like, I mean, huge Kevin Smith fan. He actually uh, introduced me to Kevin Smith back in you know ninety seven ish, and uh, I can't remember. He he wasn't. He did a review. He hated on his, it <laughs> on his personal side of it. He and hated it wasn't. It. I, I was quite surprised he didn't like it. And maybe I can get him on one day to. Oh, there's flaws in the movie. Kevin Smith or whatever, but there, there's there's yeah. flaws in the movie. I I I like that he had the balls to go in a completely different direction than most people would expect him to. Um, a lot of it was a lot of it was fine. Uh, there was just some stuff that just stuck out like a sore thumb. Like he tried, you know. I mean, there was a you know some scenes where you know just their heads shot off essentially, yeah. and then uh, and then he cuts back to like John Goodman and uh, some other people or the he throws like a like a comedy. Uh, just like a line in there or something, and it's just a weird beat to have a uh, a joke in there. It's just you're still trying to process this person getting their brains blown out, and right. they do a joke, and and it seems like all the jokes kind of just fell flat. You're like, why do you put a joke there? Yeah, I mean, good timing, just, huh? Bad timing on the. Which is weird because I'm, you know, I I find them to be pretty funny. So really, I'll I'll, ha- I'll have to get dug in. He's. Uh, he's seen it. I'll, I'll, I mean, if we're gonna, if we all decide that we're gonna talk about it, I'll get, I'll get my buddy Doug, uh, see when he gets some free time and, and get yeah. him on, and uh, I'll watch it and we'll all kind of discuss it. But uh, I haven't heard anything good about it. And for Doug to give it a bad review, who's like, I, and I don't want to say this in a negative way, a, a Kevin Smith fanboy, uh, for him to get, I mean, it was, it was, pre- if memory serves, the review that he gave it was pretty. I mean, like, wow, this is. I don't know. Did he like? <laughs> this isn't a good movie. <laughs> Um, but then I've had a couple of people say they really liked it. So I, I, I liked it for, I liked it for what it was. Nick was actually fortunate enough to see it at the, when Kevin came and did the, the Q and a here in Michigan, he saw the Q and a and, uh, watched the screening. Right, dude. Yeah, I did. It, I liked it a lot personally. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good. It was different, but 
there was just some stuff that really stuck. It was like nothing stuck out so much for me that it was like that that it ruined it. And I think part of it was probably because I didn't have to spend, you know, a huge sum of money. In in Nick's case, he spent money, but he also got you know a really good ass Q and A out of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, uh, you know. I'm wondering if it's not one of those things where, you know, a band that you really like mm-hmm. all their CDs and then they experiment a little bit. And it's and like then Metallica dude. brings you Saint Anger. Right, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's used to the Kevin Smith uh, way. And then right. all of a sudden he does something that's completely unlike him. Right. And, you know, I'm going to, I will have to watch that movie because, and I need to go in it with that mindset. Right. Um, and don't listen to because I'm an apologist. I was just going to say that I, I didn't hate St. Anger. So I'm an apologist for Metallica and an apologist for Kevin Smith. I, I, I thought there was stuff that was weird in it, but nothing that made me like, oh, this is worse than Jersey Girl, which I also didn't hate. <laughs> I am looking forward to uh, hit somebody, though. That looks cool. Uh, yeah, I'm also looking forward to that. And he's shooting it in Michigan. So and it's going to be like a, it's going to be like Kill Bill or something. Is what that said? Uh, hit somebody. It's his. It's his last. It's his last flick. It's going to be a, a hockey movie, which I guess is apropos, given that hockey is pretty much present in all of his films. It's uh, a two part movie. It's or it's going to be two movies. Is he really going to do that? Um, yeah. it, it's about a. It's actually based around a, a Warren. What's his name, Dan? Do you know Warren Zevon? Yeah, Warren Zevon song. I think uh, Mitch Album oh, of the same thing. Yeah, Mitch Album wrote it. Uh, I couldn't stand the song. But uh, I heard the story in the song. I thought the song was terrible, but I heard the story in the song. Um, and he's doing a, a movie based off of that. So nice. um, it, it's he's unconventional casting uh, for it because just about every every uh, podcast he does in the morning with his wife, they have a guest on. And they're like, I want to be in Hit Somebody. And he's like, okay. Um, so <laughs> he's just, he had Penn uh, Gillette on one of the recent ones. Yeah, right now, right now I think John Goodman's in it. Penn Gillette might be in it. Um, Joe Rogan might be in it. Uh, so call up and see I need to get on his podcast, man. I'll be like, hey, I want to be in your movie. <laughs> I, I hear you're handing out parts. Some guy, like, you know that, what was that, where that, the guy asked, like, the Marine Ball, he asked, uh, what's her name to it? Yeah, yeah, they were, they were the... Somebody Marine did that to Kevin Smith, and I guess he was considering, like, oh, if you want to come yeah, out... So a Marine, a Marine like, uh, sent him a video asking, because he, he wants to get into film, and he said, uh, can I intern on your film for free, give me a job? And he's like, sure. So, <laughs> at this point, I literally think anyone might be able to get a job if you can get in touch... For free? Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, if he doesn't have to pay you for, for definite, but, um, yeah, that's a... <laughs> That's a that's a good note to uh to close the show on. We're about a, an hour in, so that's usually about where we try to uh, hack this thing off. So this way, people can stand it until next week. Um, right, is anybody is anybody going to see any movies this weekend? What do you guys watch? Uh, tonight, actually. This weekend, anything good? I, well, I've already watched Captain America, but Jenny and I are going to watch it tonight because she hasn't seen it yet. Um, I have movies lined up. I'm not going to be going to the theater to see anything, but I've got a bunch of yeah. stuff lined up to review for the site. Attack the Block, uh, Gibson's Beaver movie, where I think he's imitating that character from South Park, but I'm not sure. That's uh, <laughs> uh, Columbiana, which is the um, Zoe Saldana's shooter movie thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a masochist, so Green Lantern is on my list. Uh, I hate myself, I think. Uh, I, and actually, uh, in the uh, Can't Believe I Haven't Watched It Yet, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is also... What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about the Rum Diaries next week. And the Rum Diaries out as well. Yeah. Well, that's, um, see, that's actually coming out on the 28th, so we would mention that next week, but yes. 
Uh, yeah, that that was definitely. I, I really want to see that because Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was just. It's, I, it's one of those movies that I don't know if I like it to this right day, but I will watch it if it's on TV. So I guess I do like it. I just I don't. It's weird. It's one. It just. It's a weird. It's a weird weird movie. And made many people that are just like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So I've I've got to give it a shot anyway. So it's in the can't believe I haven't seen it yet file. So I'm. I'm working on that. So uh, the way we close this thing usually, and by the way, Nick was the only one who was right last week, is we talk about the movies that are going to be opening real quick and uh, then predict who will top the box office. Nick was the only one to guess Real Steel for a second week, which uh, I thought at best the thing was going to win, and at worst it would be Footloose, but Real Steel held on. So uh, opening, and I don't want to say this weekend because it's today, actually, these, these flicks are opening. I'm only going to mention the ones that uh, I'm actually aware of. Most of these other ones are probably, I'm guessing, limited release at best, or they're kind of like the movies that nobody's heard of. Uh, So we have uh, Paranormal Activity 3, The Three Musketeers. I think this is the 800th uh, (laughs) uh, Johnny English Reborn and uh, Margin Call. Are, uh, what about uh, an all margin call I've heard of and I, and I thought looked good, uh, but it's I know like it's, a yep. Syriana, but with the 2008 banking crisis. Yes, uh, that's not going to be topping the box office next week. Yeah, I, probably not. I think Kevin Spacey's in it though. Let's, so let's go around the uh, the round table. This actually doesn't seem like this will be too hard of a pick for anybody. Uh, Nick, what do you think is going to be topping the box office next week? Paranormal Activity 3. Shock, to be sure, Dan. Uh, Dan, are you going to go with Margin Call, just like you went with Ides of March a couple weeks ago? <laughs> well, I was thinking about being Elmo, a puppeteer's journey. but I really want to see that. I <laughs> really, really want to see that. I'll go with Paranormal Activity 3. Not too. going with Oranges and Sunshine, no? You're going to go with Paranormal no. Activity 3? Okay. Joe, are we just... We even got a yeah. You know what? I'm going to say Paranormal Activity three, and I'm also going to say it's going to make fifty million this weekend. I'm not going to be surprised if it does. Paranormal Activity three all around, and we're going to look really stupid if the Three Musketeers comes out <laughs> in a shock. Three Musketeers does one hundred million on the weekend. That'd uh, be really good. <laughs> people were really bored this it's week. The, it's that trailer opening with that guy in the mask with a pointy gun thing that. Has just been drilled into people's minds, and they go see that movie, even though it's only uh, towing at twenty five percent right now. But I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Paranormal Activity three is actually not just fresh, but certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with seventy three percent. So, um, you know, beats. I think the- Rotten Tomatoes are losing. I think those guys are all losing their mind. <laughs> beats. I was going to say beats the hell out of me. It's like, look, I, I enjoyed the first one. The second one was, you know, yeah, but at least there was some story into it tying into the first movie, and it wasn't just. You know, well, Roger sit- Ebert didn't like Paranormal Activity. Well, I don't like Roger Ebert, Dan, so how about that? <laughs> he also, for some reason, uh, did not like... Uh... Roger Ebert didn't like the 2009 Star Trek movie, so he's he's lost to me, sir. He yeah, had, yeah, I, you know what really, really threw me for a loop. Hey, hey I don't, I'm not a Star Trek fan, and I dug that movie. That movie was awesome. Roger Ebert doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. No, no, not... He also didn't like the Human Centipede 2. That was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody likes that. Maybe he does know what he's talking about. But Dan, it's 25 people asked him out or whatever it is. And he gave it zero stars, which is kind of rare because he usually is like, even if he really hates a movie, he only gives it one star. Uh, we need I wouldn't to... even, wouldn't even said, mention the word star in that review. I'd have just been like zero. Well, we no. don't have, as Dan, Dan, you are aware, uh, the other guys will become aware, we don't have a star rating. We have a, we have a nerd glasses rating on our website. <laughs> How many nerd glasses will this be? Um, so, for, like, for example, I gave uh, Real Steel, like, three and a half nerd glasses. Uh, I'd give that, I'd give, th- out of five, um, I'd give uh, Footloose, uh, 
I, I got into a free screener the night before it came out, so um, I thought, what the hell, I'm going to go see a movie. I heard it was uh, good. I, I'd give it a three and a half. Oh, there you I, go. Um, yeah, we uh, I'd definitely give it a three and a half. It wasn't as I thought it would be, and it was, uh, you know, it's pretty good. We'll have to talk about it because there's there's a lot to say about it. To close the show, though, I got to say I'm so happy that nobody mentioned why we're doing five instead of four. Dan Dan is already well aware of my my rantings about the four star system, so. I, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> Roger, Roger Ebert, uh, had, I believe he had said that he dropped, because they used to do five stars, and he dropped to four, because he said that like five stars, I guess, if he rated a movie five stars, and that would mean that it's like a, a, the perfect movie, and since there can be no perfect movie, you can't have five stars, which I just come back with, well, if, it's a, if the top of the list is four stars, then a four-star movie is the new perfect. Yeah, it's like completely arbitrary. You know what? I think six stars is a perfect movie, so we'll do <laughs> We're going to turn it up to, we're going to turn it up to 11 here yes <laughs> let's go i mean if you can't do no stars or dead we should at least go into the negatives then negative five stars something like that um <laughs> hey, the wonder years is on uh instant now right. yes it is dan, yes and bring up a random point at the end of a podcast that's never happened before dan i, I don't know if you i know that. it's weird actually it happens every sphere cast so. <laughs> i've been i've been taking notes like during the week of what i i, I they get into my mind like oh yeah this would be cool to talk about on the podcast and and one of the things that i want to talk about next week is the return of beavis and butthead oh yeah I heard yeah <laughs> we, we've got to talk about that that's gonna be fun i haven't watched any of the new episodes well they don't start until uh i think oh, they don't start this, this coming thursday they start good oh, lord I'll have to DVR that. A perfect time to start covering TV. Um, so, yeah, we're going to close things out. Once again, uh, thanks to everybody listening, uh, either via cinemageekly.com or on iTunes. We are there. Just search for Cinema Geekly in your, uh, your iTunes app of choice. Download it to your pad or pod. Or, what did we say last week, Nick? Maybe the iRobot. Uh, <laughs> they can get that patent. Uh, they can get that copyright away from whatever studio made that flick. Um, the iRobot, whenever that comes out. <laughs> or the ITV. Just download it to your Apple device. Download it to your eye. Yeah, or download it straight to your visual cortex. Um, started Just started uh, covering video game stuff, so we're going to look for some people to do some more uh, video game news reviews and things like that. But all sorts of fun stuff going on over there. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash cinemageekly, Twitter, twitter.com slash cinemageekly. And, of course, you can email us at info at cinemageekly.com. So... Uh, I want to thank uh, the entire roundtable. We finally got more than a couple of guests on for a change, so that all worked out. Um, we just go around the roundtable. Joe wasn't here from when we started, so we're just uh, close things with the, the round of This Is My Name. So until next week, my name is Anthony Lewis. Uh, I'm Dan Lewis. I'm Joe McDonald. And I'm Nick Montes. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>